G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's come to this very uh, very significant, uh, almost sneaky thing that seems to be going on in the state of Queensland. A significant issue developing. Uh, looks really suspicious. The Queensland Government preparing to table a bill that will outlaw any therapy for gender dysphoric children. Jail sentences envisaged for any therapist who doesn't obey the rules. And as you know, there's been a lot of discussion on 2020 about the controversy around the idea of conversion therapy. Now, the definition of a therapist is likely to extend beyond medical practitioners to psychologists, psychiatrists, counsellors of all types. And this is where it gets very controversial for Christians and the church including pastors and school chaplains. Verbal submissions are being held next week on the 7th of February regarding the bill and the National Chair of the Christian Medical and Dental Fellowship of Australia, Professor John Whitehall, has requested the opportunity to make a submission as a qualified paediatrician who's made extensive studies and written extensively regarding gender dysphoria. But he has been denied the opportunity to give his verbal submission. Professor John Whitehall is joining us this morning on 2020. Uh, Professor Whitehall, welcome along to 2020. Thank you. John, is this something that seems to be a little underhanded, a little sneaky uh, from the Queensland government, uh, particularly with this bill seeming to take everybody by surprise? Well, let's first of all, let's be generous and say it's been done with the best of intentions and the recognition of the suffering that's involved in these children and indeed in their families. Uh, let, us, let us announce that. I have to confess it does look a little bit rushed. Uh, the bill was put on the last day of Parliament. Uh, public submissions were closed uh, just after Christmas when everyone was distracted. And now next week... Um, is the personal presentation of submissions. And certainly I'm told uh, that the submission I made on behalf of the CMDFA uh, was one of the most extensive, well-referenced ones. And considering I'm probably the only paediatrician available to talk on the matter, that I'm not yet invited um, is disappointing let's put it that way okay so so what we're what we're seeing here is that there will be doctors who will be appearing and making verbal submissions uh, those doctors likely to be far less qualified than you they've made some written submissions that you've obviously had some access to and you've realized that those are not as well researched as the submission that you are presenting and there's a refusal to grant you an opportunity to speak verbally at this uh, particular hearing. Is that the case? Well, I don't know what... I don't think anyone knows who's actually been invited to speak personally, uh, but I'm not aware that any other paediatrician has been invited to put the sort of counter-argument, and and that's the issue. Um, 
it has been said I mean, that you put your submission on the letterhead of the Christian Medical Fellowship, and uh, you're a Christian, and Christians are supposed to uh, think in this way, and therefore there's no point in having you. But to be to be fair, there was no theological mention whatsoever in the submission that we wrote. It was a very seriously referenced uh, document looking at the fact that uh, most children who have gender confusion get better by themselves uh, through puberty, uh, that the puberty blockers, uh, contrary to the regular statement that they are safe and entirely reversible, this is not true. Uh, we're, port- we're, we're pointing to international research on the sustained ill effects of it. Uh, we're saying that uh, the cross-sex hormones are not without significant effect. We're pointing to um, well, research, for example, that a male brain, when you put it on uh, estrogen, shrinks at a rate 10 times faster than aging after only four months. And these children who are being uh, ushered towards the opposite sex are given this at the time of great brain growth in adolescence, and they're on it for life. And they don't mention these side effects, yet they should. Uh, Medico-legally, there's a great uh, example of Whitaker and Rogers where the doctor didn't tell a patient of a 1 in 12,000 chance and was held by the High Court, therefore, to be uh, negligent. The move to treat... Now, let let me say that the bill is confusing on two things. Can we just clarify this? The issue... For a Christian, the the, const, the words conversion is very very confusing. What it means in this case um, is that you, a person will be forbidden at at the pain of the jail sentence, uh, or what the only thing you from trying to convert the child back to the gender identity with which it was born. You can convert the child in any other direction, but it will become a criminal offense if your boy comes along, thinks he's a girl and so forth. If you go out of your way to counsel, to investigate the psychological problems and so forth, uh, with the intent of orientating him back to where he was born, that's called conversion therapy, and there's an 18-month jail sentence with that. That's the first issue. The second issue is that the government is not banning all therapy. It is making available only one form of therapy, and that is to affirm the child, the confused child, in the new sexual identity. He thinks he's a girl. Okay, we will confirm that he's a girl. We will give him the puberty blockers uh, so that to arrest puberty, um, and we will give the cross-sex hormones uh, to make him look like a girl, and then uh, when the time comes, that affirming therapy uh, will involve surgery, that is to say surgical castration, alteration of the genitalia, and so forth. That will be the only pathway of therapy, so-called therapy, because there's no evidence that it works, and there is evidence in adults that the suicide rate is 20, even 30 times higher. There's no evidence to support this, but if the government goes ahead with this law, that will be the only thing a medical practitioner 
or indeed a counsellor, or the institution that the counsellor is associated with, the church, for example, the only thing legally available will be to direct the child on, onto that in pathway of massive hormonal and surgical intrusion. Well, That's the issue. John, so they are, what you're sharing with us is frightening, uh, the way that... Uh, that would be the only therapy introduced uh, to affirm what a child might feel. Uh, and uh, the scary thing here also is the fact that if you are considered to be a Christian, uh, those who think that they are going to be making the decisions uh, will assume that they already know what you think and why you've taken that side, but with the assumption that what you'll bring won't be at all scientific. Uh, or won't be credible. Uh, but uh, what you're sharing here, uh, based on these international studies, is very credible, uh, sound science, and uh, and people are avoiding that because of an ideological bent. Is that the way it looks to you too? Yes, I think so. That's one issue, that they're just saying, well, he's a Christian, we don't want to hear from him. On the other thing, you might say, okay, I have written quite, uh, I've written extensively over this for the last several years, Maybe it's just an excuse. Maybe they just don't want to hear the arguments that I've put down in print. And the easy way, easiest way, is to say, well, he's a Christian, we don't want him. But that's not to deny the real anti-Christian issue uh, involved in this discussion. is a very, very significant thing. And the truth is probably somewhere in between. Uh, let's maybe talk. They, just, they just don't want to know about the international research. That, that they don't seem to want to know that. They don't acknowledge it. The people who are um, promoting and, in fact, inflicting this affirmation therapy of hormones don't respond. They don't acknowledge uh, the international research, which is causing calling into question what they are doing. And, of course, uh, while we're talking about psychologists and psychiatrists and uh, doctors, let's just turn our attention a few moments to what this perhaps will ultimately lead to, and that uh, is even uh, a blocking or a denial of uh, Christian leadership, uh, like pastors or chaplains, uh, to actually have any opportunity to speak into the life of a child here too with what we might see as a, a biblical truth, uh, that boys are boys and girls are girls. Uh, what are your thoughts for, for the ramifications if this sort of legislation is passed in Queensland? I, well, I think that blocks down all, all therapy, all counselling um, that that is not in line with what they want. That is to say, the affirming hormonal uh, treatment. Anything less than that uh, will be illegal on the point of jail sentences. And not only will the individual be held to account, but also the institution. So it's not simply the chaplain at the school, but the whole school will be held up uh, to account. It's a huge, uh, it's a huge draconian imposition on free speech uh, the whole thing I, I am astonished uh, the, to be an Australian and actually to see such legislature coming out but it's coming out in 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 uh, Queensland it's likely to be followed very soon a month later in Victoria probably the ACT and probably in WA and probably the whole country it's it's and people are not questioning it that's 
that's the issue. And, you know, you, what they're doing is banning the tried and true uh, contribution of psychotherapy and indeed psychiatry. They're turning their backs on the whole branch of medicine here when what we know, this is not me, there are many articles saying that the parents of the children have a much higher rate of personality disorder, number one. Two, the family situation um, is usually disordered, a father in jail or whatever, divorce and various disruption, and that the children themselves have a much higher rate of psychiatric illness, um, and that's from anxiety to depression, even autism. In some surveys, up to 22% of the children who are confused about their their gender are in fact autistic mm. and now we're going to ban uh, we're going to ban psychiatry and psychotherapy and and oblige that child to go down a hormonal pathway and castrate him it's unbelievable we're going you're, to you're describing the fact that so many families need help on a whole lot of different levels and what governments around Australia are proposing is to deal with it like this, to, uh, to push yes. children along a particular line which, uh, which will be detrimental to their own future and no doubt and to their whole families. A lifetime of medical uh, supervision uh, for the hormonal treatment and its complications and for the surgical treatment and so forth there's a lifetime of condemnation there for medical care. And does it make any difference? There are no, um, there are no, there's no research says that these children are in fact happier or that they attempt to commit suicide at any less rate, in fact, to the, to the contrary. Um, and what we now know is that there is a high rate of detransitioners. That is to say, people, young women on the whole, mostly these days, uh, who have transitioned towards men uh, and several years later have decided this was a heck of a mistake I made. And many of them are saying, I received no counselling whatsoever. I just went with my confusion. I got onto the medical escalator of hormonal treatment. Several years have emerged and I realise now I have made a terrible mistake. There's increasing numbers of these people. So why would any of governments, for the best of intentions, why, why would they want to lock in what is being revealed as a failed system? You know, the Tavistock uh, Centre in, in London, uh, in Leeds, is the major institution over there. Most of the psychologists have resigned in recent months because of the lack of scientific basis for what the centre is doing. Most of them have resigned. And in the face, at the same time as this re, these resignations are coming in and an increased number of children throughout the world detransitioning, our governments are intent on imposing an 18-month jail sentence for anyone who says, hang on a second, let's just uh, counsel this child, let's look at the reason why he's confused, Let's look at the family issues and so forth. Let's look at the social media effects on the child. Let's look at the associated um, psychiatric problems with the child and see if we can make this child comfortable in the skin in which it was born. Yeah. For that, there'll be a jail sentence. Well, <laughs> Professor John Whitehall, uh, let's come back to this uh, idea that uh, you're being, in some sense here, 
uh, locked out of a verbal presentation uh, in Queensland when there'll be a hearing. And there is a petition, I might say, uh, that uh, is to be put before legislators uh, urging them to allow you to speak because it looks like you're being locked out because you're representative of a Christian view. Now, there is this petition. That's that's right. This petition, uh, I imagine that's accessible through the uh, website for the Christian Medical and Dental Fellowship of Australia. That's the cmdfa.org.au website. Uh, So when people uh, that were accessing the website there, uh, they'll be able to uh, sign that petition. They can do that today. And this is uh, there's about one week in the lead up to this possibility of you speaking. So uh, what's your encouragement to people to actually sign that petition? Well, I would certainly count it a privilege to try and bring to the attention of the committee the established research uh, throughout the world. Uh, That would be a privilege because I think a big mistake is going to be made. Well, I'll encourage listeners to go to that website and sign that petition, the cmdfa.org.au website, where you'll have a link to the petition uh, that will uh, call for Professor John Whitehall to be able to have a hearing and uh, speak to those legislators before they make decisions about what is considered to be conversion therapy. Uh, Professor John Whitehall is the uh, chair of the Christian Medical and Dental Fellowship of Australia. John, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with listeners today on 2020. Well, well, you're welcome. Thank you for inviting us. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 